Hope. Welcome to the Bake Take, everyone. This is your host, Moesha. It is the beginning of September, basically the end of summer, but summer is not over yet because my birthday is in the summer. My birthday is coming up. So think about what you're going to get me. But today, I'm joined with Nefertiti. You can also call them Nef. They are one of the organizers with Until Freedom DC, uh, just a fucking phenomenal human being. But Neff, welcome, welcome to the show. Is there anything else that you wanted to add about like your phenomenalness? No. <laughs> you know, I hate talking about myself anyways. <laughs> Ooh. But like, I'll keep it humble. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like brag, because you deserve to. You know what I mean? You know? Um... Yeah, I run UFDC. I'm an admin for Harriet's Wildest Dreams. Uh, if you get any of those emails, it's me on there. <laughs> and um, I do some community outreach for a local company in the city. Hell yeah. No, I mean, you do a lot. Um, there's an event that your group holds basically every month, like the Goods for the Hood event, which basically just does exactly what it says. It provides, like, goods to different neighborhoods uh, throughout, like, the DMV area. And it's just, like, a fucking phenomenal phenomenal event because, like, people are able to come and get, like, fucking fresh produce, fresh meals, just different, like, materials and stuff, like, all for the free. And there's, you know, usually live music accompanied. Um, but, you know, we'll see how things go in the future. It's... We're, we're, we're hopeful. We're hopeful that we can continue to have that. It may be on a different scale, but we're hopeful. It'll, it'll all work itself out. Like maybe there's somebody that, I don't know, is in a band or something that's listening to this that might want to say, oh, me and my band might be able to pull up at Goods for the Hood. But I, I would definitely appreciate it. Come through. We support all black and brown and persons of color artists to share their artistry and gift with the world and yeah as I try to share my gifts with the world. Thank you for the clarity. You know? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like artists was very broad but <laughs> I'm happy we had that clarity. Please make sure it's a gift and not like you know you know when you're a kid and your grandma gives you clothes and you're like fuck. <laughs> Make sure it's like a toy or some shit. Like, make yeah. sure it's like a, a, a decent gift. You know, it's not something I'm going to say. Take that back. Don't give us clothes that we don't like. Or I don't want socks. <laughs> Grandma. Honestly, I love, I love socks. <laughs> um, I love socks as a gift because I'm like, I lose my socks all the time. <laughs> so like socks as a gift is just like, honestly, one of the best gifts because I'm like, Yay, no, I don't have to buy more socks. I get that. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I'm more of like a, give me like a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Something innovative. <laughs> New. A little more luxurious <laughs> like, socks. <laughs> not, not asking for much. Um, just a Nintendo Switch. I don't know, maybe a PS5, you know, some slight. It could be like a nice, I'd, I'd take a nice, well-intentioned card before I took socks. That's sweet. <laughs> just something with your heart in it. But like a card with a gift card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes the card even nicer. Yes. 
most definitely. So yeah, come through, share your gifts with the world. Um, AKA just don't suck. <laughs> Show us what you got. We'll really appreciate it. Um, I'll definitely like American Idol you. It's, it's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me. Okay, you're Randy. <laughs> definitely Randy. But like, I have like Simon undertones. I'm okay. never Paula. Never. I will Paula. never hype you and say that was good, baby. Like, <laughs> I have a seven year old cousin who'll be like, the cat in the hat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, all right, we're gonna go back to the drawing board. Like <laughs> those are bars. Straight bars. And then he'll start like randomly singing off beat. Like you know what it's just like sentences. Like <laughs> just like put a melody to. <laughs> no, baby. I'm not that auntie to be like, go baby. No, that's me. <laughs> like you can do whatever you want. Do it. Put your fucking mind to it. <laughs> I'm not gonna say boo, but I'm gonna be like, all right, all right, all right, let's, let's go. That was a good job. Go try again. Just go back to the job. Maybe start over. Maybe put some more thought into Nobody's it. Nobody's perfect. And you know? it takes it takes some effort to get there. And you just you're not there yet, baby. You're, you're not, not there yet. But, but I believe that you can be. <laughs> and I'm gonna try to motivate you to get there. However, I feel like that's kind of reflective of us in the movement. Like we're not there. We're not there. Give me a few moments. Give me a lot of moments. <laughs> and maybe I will be there. However, in this moment, not even close. Not close. It's giving kindergarten. <laughs> it's giving I'm going to the fucking guidance counselor for the first time and they're just doing a random check-in and I'm just like, Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> but it's like if they're doing a random check-in, why am I in the guidance counselor's office? <laughs> it's random. And I'm getting requested. <laughs> <laughs> like your teacher wrote up that incident report like <laughs> <laughs> send help. <laughs> Maybe it's not okay. <laughs> And I'm like, well, thank you for noticing. Um, however, mind your business. Um, but no, I appreciate them, like, you know, trying to get us to grow. But at the same time, mind your business. Funny enough, um, my mom prints out, like, all of my, printed out all of my, like, email correspondence or her email correspondence with my grade school teachers mm -hmm. up until the sixth grade. She kept it in a file. I now live in the room where the files are kept. So I see this file called Nandi and Imani, and it's like every report card, every email. Oh, sorry. Every report card, every email. Um, I get to this one email. If it's my third grade teacher, she's like, Yeah, I sent Imani to Mrs. Kingsbury's office because like, I don't think she's okay. Oh my God. <laughs> like, she's like, She keeps saying, Now, mind you, I went to this super racist elementary school mm -hmm. and as an educator which I didn't name that that's one of my things that I do but like in the past as an educator I have that background this bitch sent the most fucked up email I was actually being like racially bullied yeah and she was one of like the racial bullies so she's like Imani keeps saying that she's getting picked on and I just really don't see it <laughs> yikes <laughs> and I'm like this is Miss Darcy who deadass sent me 
to uh to the to the principal's office multiple times for bullshit and that was in retrospect racially oh no you know where she lived now i don't but i'm pretty sure i still have her kids on (laughs) on facebook perfect yeah that works as a great substitute when i started all this work um i had this one guy hit me up in elementary school which was one of the racial bulliers and he was like i saw your post about getting bullied and um i'm sorry (laughs) and he wanted it to be this whole like coming to what you say and I was like, you can really keep your saris. Like, <laughs> this is last Boy, summer. Boy, fuck you. Right. Really? This is last summer, bro. Boy, fuck you. It's fucking black power out here. You said I'm blink, 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 black, y'all. Boy, fuck you. I was like, you know what you can do? For all the times that you, like, insulted the fuck out of me, start complimenting a black woman when you see her. Don't make it fucking weird. Like, just compliment her or like give her grace or do do something kind towards a black woman for all those times that you were rude to a black girl. Yeah. He's like, yeah, still, but I'm like really sorry. He's like, boy, this ain't no fucking heart to heart, bitch. No. Do what I said. Go on with your day. Um, I appreciate you. Um, because it validates because my my parents were like, Yeah, you bullied. And I was like, I did. Like, yeah. <laughs> thanks. I love y'all. But um, Shit's fucked up here. And so once he like messaged me, I was like showing my mom, like, I told y'all. Like, <laughs> right. That is why. It was oh, like okay. a complete validation point and being able to move on from that point was super dope. You know, the movement brings a lot of things. You know, my bully from elementary school, I don't know what this man is up to. Like, and the thing is, like, I wouldn't even say he was a bully. Like, we were allegedly friends at the time, like, where we had our racist incident. Like, and he, like, I don't even think he knew what he was saying. Like, we were at lunch, and, the, like, it was the vibes were okay from what I recall. But, like, out of nowhere, he called me a porch monkey. And, right, like, and I did not understand, like, what that word meant. I'm in fifth grade, like, who the fuck even says that? You know what I mean? Like, so one of the teachers had actually heard him say it and immediately like fucking tell him to get up and, you know, go to the principal's office and like take me to the principal's office with him. And, um, no report for me. Yeah, no, like they were not playing. They said, "Mm -mm, so what we're not going to do, um, but yeah, so like they took me to the principal or they took us to the principal's office and basically, like, explained that that is, you know, like, a racist, um, like, epithet. Is that the word? Possibly. It's a racist term, period. But um, that, you know, they explained it to me as, I think it was, like, 10, 11, some shit like that. Like, probably 10 yeah, as a 10-year-old. Yeah, like, what this word meant. And also, like, this kid, like I'm saying, like, we were friends. Like, that my friend had said it, and I'm just like... I don't know what to make of this. Um, and racism as a kid is weird. Yeah. <laughs> you don't fully, completely understand it until you have like that ability of like retrospection. Retrospection. Yeah. And yeah, no. You just, you're like, what the fuck? Like, I was called a nigger in the second grade and I knew it was wrong because my daddy was like one of those, nobody calls you a nigger. Right. Yeah, but like, when he did, that. I was like, 
huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then I went and told my teacher, and she, this motherfucker starts crying. The one who calls me, nigga. I know you. I'm like, Miss Arnawicki, and I'm calling her out. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> she looks at me, and she's like, you know, like, he really didn't mean it. We're going to send him to the office. Really? She defended this white boy. No. And, like, I feel like the kid who just randomly called you a porch monkey, maybe he heard it at home yeah. and he just repeated, like, no. The one who called me he the N-word, there was, like, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> this wasn't his first radio. <laughs> I was like, why today, Lord? <laughs> I'm six. <laughs> oh, no. And I thought Seven. my parents were going to blow the fuck up, so I didn't tell them. Oh, I got home and I was I, I didn't tell my mom probably until like high school. I was like, yeah, I think about it. I got called that in the second grade. Like, I just kind of, they handled it or whatever. But I was like, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, I thought you were going to be irritated. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your parents probably would have went down there and told that fucking school apart. Listen, Tina did end up pulling up down there. And, uh, tore that fucking school apart. No, she, she did her slick shit. She, she got the kid on the way outside. I know to that's the right. Well, let me talk to you first, Becky. I know that's right. Yeah, I'm true. Bully I'm the bullies. Sure. Bullies deserve to be bullied. Bullies definitely deserve to be bullied. Okay, so can we talk about like um, just like bullying companies into like doing what we want, i.e., um, Compass Realty? So I don't know if you recall, but like there was a march that ended or not a march, there was a noise demonstration that ended with um, basically like two comrades being charged with physical assault after they were assaulted. Uh, and the person that assaulted them was Gary Dunn. And he was coming out of the FOP building from a, um, how do you say, like a board of directors meeting. And so when he was coming out, like he had pushed some people out of the way. And That's we were just- white guy. Yeah. yeah. And um, basically, like, what ended up happening is we, like, reached out to Compass and we were like, nah, so what your employee isn't going to do is, you know, fucking assault Black Femmes. And it, like, took them a second, but, like, we finally found a video of him, like, actually doing it. And they were like, Gary Dunn is no longer employed with Compass. <laughs> They wanted zero smoke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> please send receipts. One second, please. One <laughs> Don't you even worry. Oh my God. And why we found his Facebook <laughs> and his Instagram too, but he was posting <clears throat> on Facebook. He was mad as shit. <laughs> oh my God. He was like, Y'all won't believe what happened today. I'm gonna go out to the to the water or some shit like that. And like I guess he he like lives somewhere where there's a bunch of water and I guess oh, he has a boat okay. or some shit like that. Like it wasn't all like no like hella depressed shit, you know. But like <laughs> how are you gonna drown yourself? You got arrested for me or you got fired for being a racist. Oh my god. He, I I don't know. That might have been the wave he was on, but I was just like I was crying laughing because I'm just like Boy, fuck you. You got what you deserve. You put your hands on a black femme as a cisgendered white male. Like, 
I'm not mad. <laughs> That's what you deserve, quite literally. There's no other other option, sir. As you should. Please be fired and move on with your day. <laughs> we want absolutely zero parts. So that was the story of Gary Dunn, and he's no longer employed with Compass. But I think, you know, like people are always like, oh, bullying's bad, bullying's bad. Bullying works. Bullying does work. Bullying is bad in when there's like a power struggle, yes. right? But when there is like you're bullying the bigger person that don't count you're bullying the person in power it's not like oh like the popular kid is bullying the nerd no it's the the people are bullying sorry the people are bullying um the government yeah in the fucking <laughs> the powers that be yeah so they ought to they should. So I'm down to bully the corporations into doing what we need them to do. Because, like, the other thing is, like, one of the things that I think is so wild about American politics is that, like, the Congress people that we elect don't always necessarily, like, vote the way that people, like, in their districts are thinking. Like, they more so, like, vote with their own personal conscience and shit. And, well, sorry, I mean that to say that's, like, for, like, these long-term Congress people, like, these niggas that's been in office for, like, 20 years, mm. you know? Like, these niggas that's made a career out of this shit. Like, they will vote, like, basically just how their moral compass guides them more often than not, like, as opposed to how their constituents actually feel. But, um all of this to say, like, they also be having, like, these corporations in their back pockets, or the corporations be having the Congress people in their back pockets, and it's just wild, like, to think that we, instead of, like, writing to our congressperson to change something, we can just bully a corporation into doing it. As an intern a congresswoman or a previous intern, mm -hmm. it may be faster. Mm -hmm. I quite honestly think it's faster to bully the corporation over writing to your congressperson. Yes. We have these phones and laptops in the World Wide Web for a reason. People are easier to get to that way than the good old coming to your congressperson's office. Yeah do the walkthrough. I was one of those persons that sat down and took like the notes down. And they're like, all right. Yeah. Now, I also unfortunately interned with a congressperson and like, it's wild interning with them because you do that shit for the free and Ooh. I was a broke bitch, so. Were you, oh, you know, still Capitol a broke Hill bitch? Or yeah. I did both the district and Capitol Hill. They could at least pay or like Give us a free Metro card. Yeah. At minimum. Like, at bare minimum, that would have been very nice. Yeah. I I wish you would have paid me, but, like... At minimum, like, I shouldn't have to pay to get there. Not to get there. And y'all run all this shit. Y'all can't make no rules. Also, like, the meals. Did you eat meals there? Not often, because they were so expensive. Yeah. And these niggas tried to say the shit was subsidized. And I'm like, my nigga, this is subsidized? Like, I'm paying fucking... And it wasn't even nothing. Right? No. 
I would always get a salad because I'm like, at least it's fresh. <laughs> I was there for, I was on Capitol Hill for like a month mm-hmm. before the shutdown happened. Mm-hmm. I was home. The shutdown, they were, I think it was like right before Christmas break. Yeah. And they were like, you either go on vacation or like, he's going to shut the shit down. We got to figure it out. Well, you're like, it doesn't matter to me because you're not paying me anyway. But I was blown because I had just started the damn internship on Capitol Hill. Like, I've been working for the district for like months. So it was cool. It's Miami, it's Florida. It was fine, but that's where I thought I was gonna get like the real like meat of the experience. Right. Just I I ended up getting to like a car accident, life fumbled once like the shutdown let up, but the shutdown lasted for like a month or something. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Uh, in general though, them not paying or having any interest in paying is quite interesting because the they make a lot, uh, not a lot, but like a living. It's not, it's not even coming out of their pockets. You know right. I mean? Like, I, I don't think so. Maybe they have a budget. But. Like, not me having to work in order to be an intern and paying taxes at my job in order to come and work for free for the government. That is. <laughs> like, because I would. You're paying taxes to work at your job. That's why. Like, it's wild. I did, like, the winter term because I just could not afford to do a full semester. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I, like, worked in a restaurant at the time. So I would do, like, 9 to 5 on Capitol Hill and then, like, hurry and get to the restaurant and close at 6.30, like, three, four days out of the week. And I then do that. Saturdays and Sundays uh, at the restaurant to like just make some money because I'm like I cannot live like this. Like it is such a, a privilege to be able to do like a full semester uh, of an, of an unpaid internship. Like, and it's not even like at least like in the situation that I was in, like it didn't even seem like a job was like an option. Like a paid job was an option. Like it seemed like this was just you know. Some, some slight work, like some quick, like free labor. And like, I didn't even meet my congressperson. Really? Yeah. Damn. Like they were never, like they had two different offices. They were one of the motherfuckers that's been in office for like 30 years. And they had two different offices and they, like one of them was like closer to the house or whatever. And then one was in like one of the office buildings. So I was in the office building. And like they just never visited the office building. They weren't in mine often. For that month on the hill, they weren't in there. Like maybe like twice, but for the district office, they don't live far, so they like come in now. But well, that's what's up. Yeah, but like it, there was no interaction. Right. Like they have like their own office and then there's like what staff sits right. and then there and then like it's quite literally like a hallway between that office and what staff sits. So I right. never really interacted with them. But the couple of times I did meet them and then when I saw them on the hill, they were like, Oh, you made it up here. Glad to see you. So like it was good to at least realize like they knew who I was. Yeah. Because I heard some people, like you said, 
don't even like meet with theirs. And then I heard of other Congress people that would um, like have lunch and like hold these like events and da da da. Oh, that's nice. And, yeah, I was like, I didn't get that experience. But I think like, like the <laughs> the coolest thing I got to do because my Congressperson was a, a member of some caucus, like the like the entertainment industry has a caucus or some shit yeah, like that. Surprise. Yeah, and so like. There was a live performance of what's the name of that band? The band Perry, I think. Like they came and performed, and like they do that song. If I die young, bury me in the and like um, they came and performed, and that was like I guess like the coolest thing. But I'm like, it was still. I did get tickets to the Trevor Noah show. That's nice. That's a lot cooler than the band but Perry. It's, I, it's very cooler. But I got into a car accident. Shit. So the first, no, there were two uh, two days. It was like a two-day event. The first day, they couldn't find my name on the list. I had like literally left work to go. They were like, here, take the ticket. There's two days. Go to this train. I like fly down there. We can't let you in. So they're like, come back the next day. I'm oh, coming no. back the next day. I have my homeboy with me. And I think I was like 10 minutes away. I was a car, and this guy cuts me off, slams into the back of him, and my car was got full. It was like a '99 Toyota Camry, like that joint was like crushed up, like a little yeah. <laughs> I was blown. So my bad. Let me put some respect on my congress congressperson's name. They did afford me the opportunity, but I just couldn't make it. I held out. I'm so sorry. That would have been such a nice opportunity. It seems like it was going to be such a cool event. I'm mad I missed the chance to see Trevor Noah because he had come to my campus when I was in school. But I was like, so when I was in undergrad, I was in like this very just like fucking, um, how do you say, like emotionally abusive relationship where like he basically just got me. Yep. You know, <laughs> we, we all just go through it. But like, he basically just got me to think that I needed to devote all of my time, like extra time with him. So when I wasn't like in school or studying or working, I was with him like, and he didn't want to go see Trevor Noah. So I'm like, I'm not going to see Trevor Noah. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I like missed that opportunity, but it's like, hopefully I'll be able to see him again in the future. And the like wild thing is, is it was going to be free on campus, you know? I love a free show. I so love a free show. If I ever uh, like get the opportunity to see Trevor Noah again, I'm gonna make sure it's for free. I feel like just to balance off the, the microphone. Yeah, because yeah, I need I need to like fix that wrong, um, and also just happy that I'm no longer in that type of relationship. The beautiful thing when you come out of it. It is beautiful, know? and like just looking back at it, it's just like. Whew, like <laughs> this was real life. <laughs> um, what were you doing? <laughs> I was looking through my photo album yesterday, and there's some photos where I'm just like, "How did you? Why were you? You were depressed, bitch." A lot of questions. <laughs> I hope you were well. A lot of questions, not enough answers. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's what therapy and change in life and I credit the movement is for. 
you know, take care of out of them dumb behind places. Yeah. I do think that like one thing I appreciate about the movement is that um, it's kind of like forced me to think a little bit um, broader than what I was used to thinking about. Um, and that also, I guess, like includes challenging me to reconsider my own thought processes and like why I might like think a certain way about some things or um why the first thought that comes to my mind about something might be a negative thought or another thing and a positive thought, you know, and just like why those like certain connotations happen and like things like that. But then also just like challenging like my prior beliefs uh, as far as like, oh, this is how it's appropriate for like people to interact with one another or, you know, this is how it's appropriate for people to share space together just like I don't know just like different ways of like challenging myself to just think about just life in general um and to be able to push myself like a little bit further in my thinking and not be so like static um yeah, yeah. I consistently say that I'm not reading enough like listening to podcasts like I'm not I'm not retaining enough information and I didn't necessarily feel like that the like the movement like I knew what I knew and I'm pretty damn smart so whatever but like I'm consistently learning something new in this space um and it's challenged like a lot of my I won't say spiritual beliefs but I think like what you said about like people interacting with one another how I think men should carry themselves, how I think women should carry themselves, how I think people should communicate, like, mm-hmm. with who I really am inside. Because y'all get, like, the super nice enough. But, like, <laughs> there are anger issues in other shit that, like, and why Why don't I show that versus, like, other spaces? It's, it's quite interesting. Um, kind of just seeing, even within, like, the past year, like, really working into my radicalization um where I'm at now um my sister (laughs) like shared that tweet with me that was like um you can't talk about like black liberation at a birthday dinner yeah (laughs) and I was like damn am I that person talking about black liberation at a birthday dinner and I sure the fuck was at my mother's birthday (laughs) it was like you quite literally did this I was like I I saw that tweet and I was like, but are we eating dinner at a Black-owned restaurant? I'm showing my dad. Because that also happened on my mom's birthday. He's like, I don't understand why we got to go to regular, regular. No, we are going to a Black-owned restaurant. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ten times out of ten. If we're spending big bucks, the Black people are going to get them. Absolutely. It has to be a good Black-owned restaurant. Okay, very true. It has to be a good black woman restaurant. Very true. And I'm not I'm not shaming none of our brothers and sisters. But What's your favorite one in DC? Ooh, favorite one in DC. Backyard smoke spot. Where's that? It's in northwest okay. of Georgia. Either Georgia or 14. Okay. Can't recall which one, but they're parallel <laughs> um, and it's at midnight deli 
So, like, you're going to have to look them up on Instagram, but when you go to put them on your phone, I think now it does pop up as Backyard Smoke Spot, but back in the day, it was just the Night Deli. Um, this is my current favorite spot. Um, I just find myself going there a lot. They do, like, smoked barbecue-ish kind of food. Food packs every time. Um, I think it's owned by, like, one black guy or, like, two black guys. Very talented. It's really good. Um, But my OG favorite DC spot, RIP, Horace and Dickies. I think, like, if you never had Horace and Dickies fried fish, hard, whiting, platter, and gone and swear with your family, like, you've never had really the DC experience. At least my family's from, like, H Street over there. Yeah. Um, You know, rent got too high over on H Street, and they finally, finally got them out. And if you saw with the little shack because it was like you couldn't fit no more than like 10 people in the spot at once right um they like converted it into some gentrified as like garage and it's horrible but um that's my OG favorite favorite pc spot my little piece of nostalgia well r.i.p to a legend um and buck gentrification hi hi key the more i look up and around the streets. I'm like, where the fuck did all y'all come from? <laughs> I just want to know. Like, I know there's a lot of y'all coming here now for, um, I guess, government work. Right. That's what the claim is. But like, specifically, I was just going to Miami, and everyone was like, "I love DC. I want to move to DC so bad." I know a lot of people who moved up here from Miami. I don't know why. That is wild. Just for shits and giggles. Just for yeah. Just yeah. I don't get it. Like, but honestly, like DC has a dope ass culture. Like, we and do. that's something like that a lot of other cities like recognize. Like, other cities got their own thing going on, but like people will come to DC and just fall in love with the culture. Because also, like, something that I didn't realize. People say people from DC are nice. Like, and maybe like talking to you and shit. And I'm like, okay, sure. But like, it don't be nice all the time, you know? <laughs> I get the opposite. Yeah. I get that we're mean. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're not as mean as every, like this guy from Philly. He was like, y'all are assholes. Yeah. Like your customer service sucks. And I'm oh, like, absolutely. Our customer <laughs> service is ass. Like we don't believe in customer service. No, we do not believe in customer service. I think this newer generation doesn't believe in oh, customer service. No. My grandparents grew up here, and they, they, my granddad's like 85. Yeah. I feel like that generation was really good at it, but like sure. there's some disconnect between like, I guess like our parents, fucked up. <laughs> not great. Well, like, and imagine, I'm also one of them. Imagine like the, the term, the customer is always right. No, the fuck they are not. Like if they are in my face cussing me out about something I cannot control, like we could fight. Like I have like nothing more to say to you. Cause what I'm not going to do is go back and forth with you. Like absolutely the fuck not. So like I've had like in restaurants, people will yell at me because they don't like their food. And I'll like I had some, I had a time where I literally just walked away from the fucking table because I'm like, I'm not about to sit here and yell at them. I was like, the manager will be over with oh, me. Oh, that's my go-to move. Like, so I, I never dealt with that. But I walked away. Why does this get up from the table and follow me? And like, just continues to yell at me. And so I'm putting all my shit down because I'm like, am I about yeah, to no, fight here? That's where you want to fight. You don't like, <laughs> There's like, two options. 
Y'all better hope the manager gets here fast. And they did. (laughs) They did. Like, basically, I'm putting, like, my fucking notepad down and shit because I'm at, like, the computer to put another order in. So, like, I put the notepad down and shit, and, like, she's yelling at me and here from the manager, and I'm just like, please, enjoy, love. Like, I ain't got shit else for you. Like, but this was also at a restaurant where they charged, like, $120 for a dozen crabs. Yeah, it was wild. So they just thought they could talk to you any type of way. Yeah. And I'm like, no, babe, you picked the wrong one because what you're not going to do is sit here and disrespect me. And, like, another wild time, it was a table that, like, spoke Spanish, and they, you know what I'm saying? I already know. They hello bilingual. I already know. But go ahead and say it for the niggas in the back. <laughs> you don't even believe, like, Afro-Latino people, continue. Mine blows me. (laughs) You know, like, they're just like, oh, no, like, they've got dark skin. They must not speak Spanish. Like, it's not like their family could be Hispanic, Latina. God forbid. No, no fucking way. But my parents are not, just for clarification. Mine are not. No. (laughs) However, like, hablo un poquito, you know? Like, so. (laughs) Yo, (laughs) también. But I get to this fucking table and um these niggas like are asking me about something on the menu i don't recall but like that day we were out of whatever the fuck they wanted and they said in spanish they were like oh that's coming out of her tip and i just like looked at these niggas and walked the fuck away and when i came back like they were like just being like overly nice to me and i'm like oh so I'm happy we all understood that I understood and we know that shit's not funny. Happy we're all on the same page now, bestie. Like, and everything was good. They did end up tipping me well, but I'm like, don't fucking play. Yes, like. I was working at McDonald's and um, it was my very first job, I was 16. So A, being a high schooler, you know, they're already going to like punk you. And then... I had two managers, Enrique and Maria. I worked with Enrique way more than I worked with Maria. And when anybody worked with Maria, they would fight. So it, uh, Maria, Maria like verbal. A, yes. Okay. Maria just had a piss poor attitude. But I told both of them because they they were like um, they were older, and their English wasn't as like clear. So I was like, we can speak in Spanish. But for some reason, Maria's ass really just didn't believe I spoke Spanish. Yeah. And one day, both of them were working with me, and Maria was bitching at my ass, and she said something in Spanish about me, and Enrique replied in Spanish. She's like, I know, like, she knows Spanish, remember? And she's like, no, she doesn't. And I turned around and started cussing her ass out in Spanish. Absolutely. And then I was like, do you want it in English? (laughs) Or punto. <laughs> uh, I left. I literally walked out that night. I yeah. was like, you, you're not finna talk about me. Absolutely. And me. Who? No, <laughs> not I said the fly. No. And we gave a teacher we cuss words. So now <laughs> I'm really gonna get into your ass. So I think. One of my like favorite moments, cussing someone out. Um, I had gone to Spain and I had gone to McDonald's in Spain because first off, whatever. 
Um, but secondly, Black traveling, though. you know, it. It, you know, it was nice. It was for school. I did like the, um, what to call it winter term abroad. So it was just like a, a month or so, but it was still like a really nice experience, but we had gone out one night and got like drunk as shit. And you know, usually when you're drunk as shit, where do you end up? McDonald's. So that's where we went. And they also have like these bomb ass, like, like cheese curd things at the McDonald's out there. I don't know. Bomb as fuck. But um, we were like waiting in line to do our order and shit. And this guy like comes up behind us and he's just like really close to us. It's like me and this other girl. And he like basically is just like standing like probably like within a foot of us. So I just like look at him and I'm like, don't you think you're a bit close? And he's like, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, well, I'm telling you you're a little too close and like him and I just like start like getting into it and this like random guy just like walks by and he's like are you guys okay and I was with this white bitch like I feel like I was handling things well but the white bitch like looked at this nigga and was like no <laughs> help me <laughs> and I'm like all right, John. So, like, he basically just, like, stands there while I cuss the guy out. Like, he doesn't say shit, essentially. Like, the guy said something about, like, us being tourists and, like, coming and fucking up the city. But I'm like, we're at McDonald's. <laughs> like, <laughs> but the other guy that had, like, walked up, he was like, oh, you know, like, the tourists bring money to the city and this, this, that, and the other. Like, and that was basically his only commentary. And then I went back to cussing the guy out. And, like, I just remember, like, I told him to eat a dick in Spanish, and the guy that walked up gave me a high five and just, like, <laughs> walked the fuck off. Yeah, it was fucking phenomenal. I think my favorite time of you cussing somebody out was over at, well, there's a couple, but... <laughs> <laughs> at Nelly's on that, like, random-ass Wednesday. I don't remember... I think it was after the oh. whole Dr. Coon statement. <laughs> Dr. Coon. But the Can doctor. We talk about Dr. Coon. Yes. <laughs> so, but if you basically said this shit in English, you're like, do you need it in Spanish, bitch? You're like, <laughs> that shit took me out. It took me out. But please, yes, oh Dr. Coon, would you like to begin? <laughs> okay. So, essentially, if you haven't heard, um, earlier this summer, Nelly's, uh, basically, Nelly's is a, like, gay bar in D.C., and there was an incident where one of their security guards had dragged a black woman named Keisha down the stairs by her hair when they were, like, breaking up an incident, and, like, Nelly's is basically trying to, like, blame it all on Keisha, but it's like, would y'all have dragged a white bitch down by her hair? Probably, definitely not. Um, that was definitely very excessive, and there are other ways to de-escalate. So, essentially, there have been protests at Nelly's um, every Friday since that incident. I think it was, like, mid-July that that happened or something like that. Yeah, they attended strong. Yeah, like, it's been rocking. But, um, essentially, at one of the demonstrations or I think like they were closed for the first few weeks but they were when when we had gone like they were trying to reopen and we were like nah but Dr. Kuhn had uh showed up and essentially this man like we're trying to prevent him from going in we didn't have enough people to really like excuse me to really like shut things down like we wanted to so like we weren't 
like blocking the door, like blocking people from getting in or anything like that. We were kind of like just standing and like educating people on what the fuck happened. So this guy comes up and we're just like, hey, you know what happened here? Like they dragged a black woman down the steps by her hair. Like, isn't that wild? Like this is a black man that we're speaking to too. So it's like, okay, like, don't you get it? Like black power, am I right? Like protect black women, am I right? And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm going to head in. (laughs) And uh, he like gets into it with one of our other comrades and he like insults their intelligence, basically saying like, oh, I have two degrees. How many degrees do you have? And I'm just like, this is so fucking classist. Like, so I just like get to cussing him out and I'm like, oh, so essentially you're a coon. You're a coon is what I'm hearing. And he's like, oh, that's Dr. Coon to you. I'm like, <laughs> the crickets that ensued took me out because like every, <laughs> there was a pause. Like not even his homeboys were supporting him. They were like, huh? <laughs> Everyone was like, and then all you hear is your laugh. Ah! <laughs> that shit took me out, yo. It's Dr. Cool to you, bitch. We were like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, that's that's not good. <laughs> you want to try again? Let's try again. Mm-hmm. No, you was not doing well. Fucking Dr. Coon. Like, that shit took me out, young. So, no, anyway, it's fuck Nellie's. Fuck Dr. Coon. Fuck Doug. Fuck Doug. Big fuck Doug. All my homies hate Doug. All my homies hate Doug. And Doug has done, like, historically fucked up shit like he was on like when they were I think it was one fair wage or somebody was fighting to get servers like a actual wage mm-hmm. versus like tip he started a campaign with other like gay bar owners to do like the counter to that nigga you run <laughs> a restaurant, a restaurant. and 90% of your employees are LGBTQ. The self-interest was, like, horrifying. I just... You were quite literally, like, you meet with the exact people who say fuck you yeah. to every day at, like, 4 p.m. Like, how, <laughs> how do you do like, this? Howdy. Like, and then y'all dumbasses keep working for them. I just... Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Like, Never. I wonder how many of them quit over all of this. I don't think enough. The answer is not enough. Not enough is not a one. But, you know, a lot of them are black and brown. Um, you gotta make a check. I just feel like you should find other places to make said check. And if you know where you are receiving a check from is like more than like more than regular racist. Yeah. <laughs> there's because everybody knows as a black person, like there's something fucked up that you'll Yeah, absolutely. But like more than just like a regular amount of racism. Like, we can tolerate <laughs> casual racism. But once it gets to like over <laughs> like blatant. Like no, we gotta draw a boundary somewhere. <laughs> Please. No. Because I feel like you just walking in, <laughs> pissing on me, <laughs> and telling me it's raining every day, and that's not cool. I'd rather it be, like, little microaggressions, but these are very macro. 
<laughs> I just want, I mean, you know, I understand every now and then, like, you ever been outside and, like, there's not a cloud in sight, but, like, you get, like, sprinkled on and you're like, what the fuck was that? Like, yeah. that's kind of, like, what I want. That's, it's, like, the casual exactly. racism, you know? Exactly. Small business. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just little <laughs> random piss. <laughs> but, like, how fucking wild is that that, like, you be outside and there's not a fucking cloud in sight. It's <laughs> scary too. You're like waiting for the rain. It's still not coming. Like, there's nary a cloud in sight. How is there precipitation? I don't know. Sounds like the government's targeting me. And that was, I don't know. What they say they putting in niggas' chips. That was a chip flying through the air. Is my thoughts. Definitely a chip. Like a whole. Bit of minimum, like water soluble. The skin can just absorb it. It's yeah. like a, it's a chip patch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what are your thoughts on birds? Like, how, like, do I like them? Like, do they exist? Are they real? Yes. Birds are. Have you ever really looked at a bird? And I look at it, and I'm like, oh, government agent. I just look like it doesn't physically make sense to me. Like it, you see the feet, but then like the uh, arms don't really like when I physically look at a bird, I'm just like, you're a weird animal. In general. <laughs> and I feel like it's related to the government. <laughs> I feel like they couldn't design something better. But then at the same time, you know, like the universe be making weird shit. So they had to get something. It's a little dinosaur, isn't it? Yeah. Dinosaur. Birds are like the closest relatives of dinosaurs. But even dinosaurs. The real birds. birds. The real birds died in like 1978. What are the differences? Between you gotta go to real? Birds Aren't Real. Oh, Birdsaren'tReal.com. Okay. I'm gonna look into that. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all know the real year, I think the, or not the real year, but if y'all know the actual year, <laughs> The, that the, I don't want to say conspiracy, but the, the theory, um, if y'all know the real year and the theory that the birds went extinct, let me know. Um, I think it was 1978. And since then, they've been government agents. I mean, they are government agents. I went to the spy museum and there's like a whole section about the pigeons and See? birds. And why you think we don't ever see the birds in the air at night? Because the government got to recharge them. I see birds in the air at night. Not all of them. Definitely they got to cycle it out. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have never seen a pigeon, though. Okay, so. That's very, like. Interesting. Very suspect. I don't know if pigeons sleep schedules, but weird. That's suspicious. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> oh my god. These conspiracy theories. What's your wildest conspiracy theory that you've heard within the movement space? Because I've heard like oh. stuff that just um, I haven't even considered. And apparently birds are one of them. <laughs> wildest conspiracy theory within the space. I think might be the birds, but the second one, I think, might just be that, like, 
And I believe, I believe this happened, but not to the extent that people think it happened, but that we were like heavily infiltrated, uh, COINTELPRO style. Like, I believe we were, you said you were going to say that? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do think that like, there were some people that, you know, were government agents or like at least hired by the government. Um, but I don't think as many of them were as like people uh, asserted. Yeah, I would agree. I, anytime I try to attack that subject and like learning more about it, my head begins to hurt. I'm just like, let me, I'm gonna walk back. Like, let's start with basic Black Panther and <laughs> make it more complicated from there. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of conspiracy around that. And I think it very much happened. I just don't know to the extent. I mean, I was always just like very concerned with, <coughs> I think like the, the, I guess, so I would define myself as relatively extreme. Um, and then, let me not say that too loud. Um, I am Allegedly. a leftist. I am, if Joe Biden is listening to this, I am a liberal. However, if my niggas are listening to this, I am a radical. Um, but like, I think to the level that I am, if there are people that are like more extreme than I am, I'm very concerned in that moment because like if you're, if, uh, have you seen Judas and the Black Messiah? Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, they, the fucking government gave, gave fucking Bill, Bill O'Neill, um, dynamite to offer to the Black Panthers. Like, and fucking, um, Fred Hampton's like, we don't need dynamite. <laughs> um, and Bill O'Neill is like mad cause you know, he couldn't do what the government wanted him to do, but it's like, why the fuck did you have dynamite in the first place, you know? And like, also, good thing on them not to accept the dynamite because then they would have been, you know, liable for whatever charges that the government was trying to trying to pin on them from the dynamite that the government supplied. Um, I feel like sometimes the government is just like too loud. <laughs> like they... They get in on some sneaky shit, yeah. but then they, like, fuck it up with some, like, unnecessarily loud fucked up shit. Like, even if we look at, like, activist John, I feel like we all, not, like, the government didn't send him, but, like, just when it comes to people who try to, like, infiltrate groups, there's a point where, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, nobody moves like this. Like, do you realize how stupid you look? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I... Continue your point, but I just, they, it's like the white person at the party that they want to dance so bad. Yeah. Poor little tink tink. Poor little tink tink. <laughs> but I think like with activist John slash Proud Boy X, um, he was just like, I don't know. I don't want to say, well, no, I'll say he was weird. Loud and wrong. Like, <laughs> and I personally just did not feel comfortable being in spaces with him. And he, I think, was, he seemed to be more on the extreme side too. And had also, I think, led a group in Portland to a kettle before he came to DC. So Portland already had them, had him on their shit list. Like they already were not fucking with him by the time he got to DC. And like, he also, his brother is like proud boy yep 
like affiliated if not a full proud boy giving speeches like so when he started to like pop up in dc and like try to connect with the activists out here like he followed my personal instagram and stuff like that and i blocked him like he got on one of my lives one day and i was like no absolutely not like it's one thing for your weird ass to follow me like do not get on my live <laughs> no like i ended that live so quick and blocked it because it was also alive with um it was alive with haze mm. so like as soon as we saw his ass pop up we were like oh gotta go bye right. <laughs> like no he definitely was just like big weirdo wasn't he a love <laughs> wasn't he in love with you? I don't think that's what that was. <laughs> what do you call the it? The community likes to call it something like that. <laughs> he just, that was me trying to be nice. Yeah. You know, showing that radical love I always show. Trying to get him to understand why, like, we just, this not going to work. You yeah. cannot be here, sir. You need to <laughs> leave. And then somehow he found all of my social media handles and quite literally kept messaging and then threw me into a chat. It was like, this is like where we all are gonna like be able to nationally secure it. I think not. I was like, mm -mm. absolutely not. Mm -mm. No, sir. No. He kept, <laughs> as my co founder likes to say, he kept popping up with that little white girl who was like equally as weird. <laughs> was that like the reporter or yeah. whatever? Yeah, or the biographer. No, that's what she was. I think I think that's what they called her, a biographer. She was writing a biography about him or some shit like that. Yeah, like the one that They're was with just, him at the Capitol. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. He, there were so many red flags, like, and that's why he clearly did not make it. Yeah. But, like, it sucks with how Bill O'Neill was able to just infiltrate. And I guess that you want to be trusting, and it's, like, early... And, like, you probably think the government's going to do something, but not to the same extent. I guess, like, you know, like, the older siblings who have to go through this lesson for the, like, rest of us to be like, yeah. all right, let's, like, really be aware of what we're fighting. Um, did you watch his interview? I watched, like, part of it, like, maybe, like, the first five minutes of it, and I got mad. And <laughs> It's infuriating. Yeah. It's infuriating. I, yeah, I got mad. Did you watch the whole thing? I did. How mad were you? Very. Because I was, like, big mad five minutes in. <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. It's frustrating, but then, like, you know, we talk about transformative justice, so, like, I understand, but I don't understand. Like, how, it's the selfishness for yeah. me. It's the selfishness. Like, you know, when you go to job interviews and you get asked, like, what's, like, the one piece of advice or, like, what what do you uh, believe in and, like, use for, like, your work and stuff? I always say, like, if people live by the golden rule, quite literally, I feel like we would have so much less bullshit in the world. Yeah. Just treat people the way you want to be treated. Like, how are you not able to take that, like... It's a very simple rule. I, yeah. And we just lose it. Like, we grow up with it as kids and around, like, puberty, I guess. Like, we're like, fuck that. <laughs> well, also, like, society teaches us to be like, fuck yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, we treat others the way, 
uh, they want to be treated until, you know, we don't, and then you get fucking uh, punished in a very, like, punitive way for that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you fucking, I don't know, like, you take someone's lunch money, you get detention, you know? Like, that's, yeah. that's how we fix that, rather than making sure you have money for lunch, rather than making sure yeah, your lunch is paid for. Justice. Um, you know, like, getting to the root of all of it, and then also making sure that you're able to uh, make that make that connection with the person that you stole lunch money from, you know? Like, something... Something as simple as that to solve the issue of a kid stealing someone's lunch money because there's something bigger than just lunch money going on. Yeah. And back to like that like uh, school counselor conversation we were having earlier, you know, like people realize it. They can note it. They send you probably to the counselor, but there's only X, Y, Z that they're going to do. There's only so much that they're going to really put forward unless, like, it's, like, blatant red flags. Yeah. And that's the that's the unfortunate thing within our justice system. And, like you said, it just starts so early. And even, like, within our school systems. Like, the schools just don't have yeah. enough resources to, to, you know, allocate to the students. Like, my high school had one guidance counselor per, like, 300 kids. And it's, like, can a guidance counselor really connect with 300 kids? Like, no, it's impossible. Like, 100 max, you know, like, and that's really fucking pushing it. If they meet with one kid every day out of school year, you know, exactly. like, in some change, like, maybe they can do a repeat, like, like a three times, <laughs> you know, but like, that's really like fucking pushing it, you know? So, like, we really just don't have the resources in the schools that the kids need so that, like, counselors can do like a part of their job and kind of like say oh well maybe you know this might benefit your family like these are some resources that are available to you and your family like because that's essentially part of the job of what a school counselor is you know is to be able to be like part of that connection between like what the student needs what the family needs and what the school needs you yeah. know and they just quite frankly do not have the time or resources for it and it's disappointing because we have like this no child left behind law, but like so many kids get left behind because the the resources aren't being allocated to like making the teaching experience better. Like the resources are being allocated to making sure that like the standardized tests are good. And then outside of that, the resources are being allocated to the police departments to make sure that they have like all of these militarized weapons to fuck people up. And then still putting the cop in the school. Like, <laughs> giving, taking even more of that budget out of the school. <laughs> and the same cop that they see smiling in their face in the hallway, if they're smiling in their face in the yes. hallway, they is going to whoop their ass out in the streets. Like, so, no, like, this shit just doesn't make sense to me. And then you see, like, what's the utility of school resource officers? Because, like, with um, Marjorie Stoneman, what is it, Marjorie? The, um, what you call it? Down in Florida, the shooting that happened. Um, I don't shit. In Pem not Pembroke Pines. It's like right outside of it. Um, I'm going to look it up. Stonewall. It's Marjorie. No, Stonewall in New York. Marjorie Selman Douglas High School in Parkland. That's it. Um, but even at that school, like there was a school resource officer. And he did. 
Like he oh, left. Oh no, he got the hell up out of there. He said, oh, pop, pop, I'm outside. I don't know if anyone else is, but I hope y'all heard that. And when they <laughs> like, tried to sue, they said that he, like, self-preservation or whatever law he was by. Like, so, like, what What are you here for? Sorry. Why, why are you intimidating children every day? <laughs> just, like, just to abuse the defenseless ones. Not there to like stop a real tragedy from happening, yeah. But like, just to abuse the defenseless ones is why they have school resource officers, and that's just so wild to me. And that's something that like people can uh, push for, like in their local jurisdictions. Like, we don't have to get like a national ban on school resource officers. Like, that's something that happens locally. Like, you have to like push for that locally because that's where like the real change is going to happen. Like, you can't write to your congressperson and say, hey, I don't like cops in my school. Like, they might introduce it, but Congress fucking sucks. Um, like, we were talking about that earlier. Like, Congress <laughs> fucking sucks. And, like, the best way to, like, really get that change to happen is to find, like, a group of like-minded folks in your area and kind of, like, get together and build more solidarity and, like, awareness around, like, the fucking, the, the issues that are involved with having pigs in schools because um, it's dangerous and especially like for black girls yeah um, black girls are over sexualized and um, I think I, no, I think they're adultified at a different I won't say at a, like a higher rate than black males but like at a different just mm-hmm. like to the point where the the femininity intersects with the like immaturity of just being a child and it's just lost upon adults and we just see time and time again even with um Micaiah Bryant right Mm -hmm. um and that's outside of like the school setting but just a child has a knife you have a gun a child yeah has a knife not an adult, not someone like you've been trained to take down bigger people than this but because of your, your bias in view of children you unload your weapon I think six times and that child into the child and I think something else that was like so sad about that one is that like she was um, I believe she was in a like foster home yeah yeah and her grandmother had like asked for custody of her, but the courts denied it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, her grandmother like wanted to care, you know, wanted to be the caregiver for her and wanted to be her guardian, but the courts were like, nah. So like had the courts been more focused on like not criminalizing black people um, in the first place, she might not have even been in that situation because the issue mm-hmm. was with like someone else in the household or like one of their friends or something like that yeah and yeah it was like someone nearby like they pulled up on her yeah oh okay yeah but yeah like i don't know if her grandmother would have lived in the same district or whatever or it could have possibly been different had the courts been more focused on like keeping you know a family together as opposed to like criminalizing the family or like not criminal well still criminalizing but definitely like penalizing the family for not like having, like checking off all the uh, boxes on their checklist 
uh, because honestly, like those things can be hard to fucking check off. Yeah, I think there's a woman, the singer from American Idol, like her name is lost to me right now, starts with that as got her child taken. I think she was on the first season of American Idol or like second. Um, got her kid taken in Florida. Um, first kid taken, I think his name is Amin Ra. And then second kid that she had a oh Sarisha Mercado yeah is that how you pronounce it I saw the how video S Y E S H A Saisha Saisha yes um she's still trying to get her kids back she had her newborn in the car that I don't know like if they pulled her over or what happened. But because the first kid was like who's a toddler, I mean I was already taken because she did not report that she had a child. They took the newborn because she already had a kid in custody. And apparently you're supposed to know that you're supposed to report to the government that you had another kid if you have a born kid in custody. That is terrible. And I I wanna say, I'm not sure that she got the newborn back, but she's still trying to get the toddler back. But this has been like an ongoing thing for at least like a month or two, if not longer. I remember seeing like the video circulating on Instagram. I think it was when they were taking the toddler away. Um, I want to say that was the video that was circulating. But like, you can just see like the fucking despair in her face. Where she's like, we haven't done anything. Like, we fucking love our kids. Like why are you doing this to us? Like, and it's fucking... She brought him in and he had marks on him. Mm-hmm. And the doctor reported, um, reported that he was being abused or something like that. But it wasn't, but it, like, the doctor had apparently filed, like, false reports before. Mm-hmm. But they didn't look into it. That is so wild. Yeah. And I think it's wild that, like, they just immediate like sure like a doctor is supposed to be like a how do you say like a professional source or whatever but just one opinion a mandated reporter yeah is the name of it if you see child abuse if you're like a teacher like anybody who works with kids you're like a mandated reporter report that abuse but like there are people who have implicit or not implicit bias who are just biased in general racial yeah sorry racial bias um and be fucking up. They're <laughs> like, fucking it up for people. Ruining people's lives. lives. Like, that is going to be so traumatic for like this family overall. Like, like yeah, you ruined a mother's life, but you ruined your child's life. Like, you quite literally, formative years. Taking this child away from his parents, like, and his new sibling. Doesn't even, like, really get to meet his new sibling. Mm-hmm. Like, wild. No, it's disgusting. But just, like, medical bias in general is um, crazy in the Western medicine world. No, it's disgusting. They say that, um, you know, Black people's skin is 40% thicker than white people's. So, you know, with that, we're able to tolerate, we have a higher pain tolerance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's science. Isn't that eugenics? Is that what comes eugenics? I don't know. They say it's science. <laughs> Eugenic science, basically. Science. I mean, like, you know, when they were, like, looking at our heads and, like, trying to see if we were dumber or yeah. how big our brain, our brain size is. That's the word, word, right? Yeah. 
Okay, vocabulary, come through. Okay, we we love to see it. Starting to remember things. You know, they come and they go. They, and the weed is not It. I mean, it helps in other ways, though. So, I'm going to keep smoking. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> I'm going to stick beside them. <laughs> I'm going to stick beside them. I'm going to stick beside them. Oh, my God. Have you heard the... Um, I'm, like, trying to remember everything they say, but, like, the... Do it like it's not be day. But like the beginning. Welcome to Jocelyn's <laughs> I just Where love the way Jocelyn speaks. <laughs> like, I don't really follow like anything she does, but like when something like gets really big and just comes across my Twitter, like my Twitter feed, I'm just like young, like it's always fucking hilarious. Like the show that she was doing. The show? <laughs> I know. I and I was fucking watching all of Jocelyn's cabaret. <laughs> Confused. <laughs> Confused, but here. <laughs> How did the Puerto Rican princess get here? And she's hilarious. Like, the boyfriend she got, like, all, it's completely ridiculous, this. I'm gonna have to watch you it. You're gonna have to watch it. Wait, is it done now? Like, I think they had, I didn't, I don't think I, I didn't personally finish it, but I know my homegirls who watch it said that, they, yeah, there was a, a reunion. Mm. Uh, which was wild. So just prepare yourself. <laughs> I was like, I had to give it a break because what is this foolishness? There's only so many shows that I will watch like week to week. You know what I mean? Like, and Jocelyn's Cabaret is probably not one of them. Like, I'm going to need to watch that in one run. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to have to binge this one. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to do it like on a day where I'm like just really depressed and I just need something to laugh at. So, I'm gonna throw that joint on. I'm gonna run that uh, money for the Zeus account unless somebody wants to slide me this. And um, I'm gonna just go ahead and just run that joint for like eight hours and maybe I won't be depressed no more. Watch the, uh, the it's not Chance of Love. What, remember how Wait. they had, you said real Chance of Love? Yeah. Now Chance, because you know, real died, RIP. Oh, know, yeah. Yeah, real died like a couple years ago. RIP. RIP, real. Um, 2020 feel like it was like five years ago. <laughs> As I spoke, <laughs> I just saw this tweet today that said, um, "Are you still processing that 2020 or 20 2022? Yeah, is four months away. Well, not even that. It was. Are you still processing that 2019 happened three years ago? You're still <laughs> processing that." <laughs> Not having a good time here. I'm not. <laughs> I have to find it because that would make like it hurt my feelings. My friend sent me it, and I was like, you know what? Um, this 2019 actually was three years ago. This is disgusting, <sighs> or about to be three years ago. Yeah, it was very disrespectful. Did it hurt when you realized 2022 is just 121 days away, and you're still processing 2019, which is about to be three years ago? <laughs> That, well, that shit hurt it. <laughs> <laughs> like, 2019 was three years ago. I fucking quit my last job in 2019. I'm about to quit my new job or my current job. Like, they're blowing me because they're talking about we're going back to the office come October. And I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> You heard of Delta, like, and they talk about you can, like, opt out of it 
through uh, the end of December if you um, are if you live with someone who is 12, under 12 and can't get vaccinated or like too young to get vaccinated whatever the standard is right now because I think 12, 12 and under can get vaccinated now right I don't fucking know who whoever can't get vaccinated they said if you live with someone who can't get vaccinated or if you live with someone who is immunocompromised and I'm about to be like yup I live with someone who is immunocompromised because I will not be back in that fucking office in 2021, right? Yes, yeah, that's the year. <laughs> it don't feel like it, but yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, we've been doing this virtual shit for like a year and a half. Like, why the fuck would I want to go back to the office? And they Delta. Should, yeah, they should just leave it as an option in general. I feel like that should be a move for everybody. Um, because it has been proven that not all of us, majority of us, don't need to go in to do our jobs. Like, if I'm able to do that shit remotely and I'm doing it well, let me continue to do that shit remotely and do it well. Like, I would understand if I was, like, fucking up left and right. Like, I'd be fucking up, but, like, not left and right. Like, (laughs) yeah. So, like, I feel like we're good. We're good to continue. And why do I want to go back in the office? Just be all to, like, monitor when I go pee? Like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And to have to, like, I've grown so accustomed to not using a Metro card. Like, why would I want to, like, budget a Metro card back into my expenses? No. That's disrespectful also. Like, I have so much money sitting on my Metro card because, uh, like, it reloaded right before we closed the office because I had it on, like, auto-reload or whatever with my paychecks, and it reloaded right before we left the office. So I have a bunch of money just sitting on my Metro card, and I'm like, I don't fucking use it. Like, it's just just chilling there. It's just for vibes. Like, that's all it is. So will I be going back to the office in 2021? Likely not. I live with someone who is immunocompromised. Me. Me? <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry about it. I'm very worried. Like, I'm like, asthma. <laughs> serious. Asthma works for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, yep, yeah, that's for, and what they gonna do? Tell me no. Like, Black people be having asthma because guess what? Environmental racism. Period. Period. So, what they, like, no. No way they gonna tell me no and be like, wow, I don't know. This just sounds racist to me. What do you think? <laughs> what does HR think, CC? <laughs> hmm. Would you like an article? You can't ask me for my file. <laughs> so. What would you like, friend? A doctor's no, no problem. Let me just run this up in uh, Adobe real quick. (laughs) Shit, the Adobe that y'all paying for. (laughs) Oh my God. But it's been fucking dope. If y'all like didn't realize by now, this episode is just vibes. (laughs) That's all we got today. That's all we have energy for. It's just vibes. Um, so I hope y'all enjoyed it. This is Moesha, and you are no. And who do you roll with? Shout them out! Shout them out! UFDC, as you know, until freedom DC, uh, until freedom organizing on Instagram. Follow us. 
be in community with us. Volunteer for us, right. please. Um, and donate. <laughs> yup. Run the cash app in the Venmo. Oh. Uh, until Freedom DC. That's Se- it. Secure changed it. Shout and if it's not, just go to the Instagram and it'll be there. It's on our link tree. On the link tree. Both, uh, both sites. And guess what? The link tree's on the Instagram, so don't ask us for that one because we don't know. <laughs> All right, friends. It's been fucking real. Until next time, y'all fucking stay dank and yeah. Bye, y'all. Bye.